0: You are listening to a podcast from Rocky Mountain Christian Ministries. For more information about our church, please visit us at rmcmchurch.org. A time to listen, all right? Not a time to see, but a time to listen. Okay, I felt like the Lord just wanted me to stay in this and talk about developing a listening ear for the next however long couple of weeks. And so that's what we're going to talk about this morning. I've got several things. We'll see how far we get with this. But I want to say this to you. Again, the Lord put this in my heart several weeks ago as I was praying over that time of prayer and fasting, but I knew it was for more than that. And I feel like the Lord just wants us as a church to start the year and view it as as a specific season. I mean, obviously, we're supposed to be listening to God and for God all the time. But I feel like there's a specific season here. And if you've been... You've been searching. You've been uh, asking the Lord to show you something or clarify something, speak something to you. I believe the Lord will do that during this time if you give yourself to this. I believe this is what the Holy Spirit wants us, in particular as a church, to be doing. Listening and and developing the ability to listen to him um, for some, for some, uh, just you know, I've gotten busy. I haven't been spending the time I used to spend maybe listening, coming back to that place, whatever it might be. Um, one of the words that he had given us about this this year was about just reorienting, you know, some foundations, re, realignment. realignment uh, and, and the Lord just shifting some things in the church, in us, and and we're watching him do that. So the scripture... Repeatedly over and over emphasizes that a, that a part of our walk with God, a super important part of our walk with God, is listening for God and listening to God. Okay? And I really want you to get that with me. We we set ourselves to listen for God first. All right, you know, Adam and Eve in the garden, they heard God walking before they heard God speaking. I want my attitude to be such that, okay, I'm listening for whatever you might say to me. I'm always tuning my ear in case you speak to me in a certain moment. That's listening for God. But when you start to speak, I'm going to turn aside and listen to God. I'm going to set whatever else is distracting me aside. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going so, so it's a, It's this point of listening, and I want to say this right up front. I always say this whenever I teach on hearing God speak. For some of us, that's a really kind of weird idea. For some of you, it's not. But Jesus said, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, okay? The apostle Paul, the other apostles, all through the New Testament, all through the Old Testament. I was different in the Old Testament, but all especially through the New Testament, the writings of the apostles, it is assumed that people, Christians, people that the Holy Spirit lives in, that we can hear from God. So I just want to say to you as an encouragement, if you're not used to that, you can hear the voice of God. You can recognize his voice and you can discern what he's saying to you. And, and when, when we're growing in that, it's really important to, to believe what Jesus said. You're his sheep, you can hear his voice. And when somebody or something or some thought tries to talk you out of that, you say, oh, no, I am his sheep. He said, I can hear his voice. So you shut up, okay? You shut up because Jesus said this, all right? And you start to say that about yourself. You start to say, no, I'm his sheep. I can hear his voice. If you've never heard his voice, you can say, I'm his sheep. I, I can hear his voice, okay? so a good, really important place to start. We've got to start in faith, and and that's how we do that. So turn over with me to Proverbs in uh, chapter 8. We're going to start there today, Proverbs in chapter 8. Again, the scripture all over the place talks to us about uh, hearing the Lord, but I want to start here. and We're going to start with verse 32, and as I am most of the time, I'm in the Amplified Bible. And uh, so here in Proverbs 8.32, now the book of Proverbs is a book of wisdom. It is the wisdom of God in written form to us. And in this particular, in Proverbs 8, the wisdom of God, capital letters, okay, is standing up and speaking to us in the first person. So this is Jesus speaking to us. It is the wisdom of God. Uh, The whole book of Proverbs gives us wisdom from God. But this is the wisdom of God, Jesus Christ, speaking to us, the Word of God speaking to us in the first person. All right? So he says in verse 32, he says, Now therefore, listen to me, O you sons or daughters. All right? For blessed, happy, fortunate, to be envied are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise. Do not refuse or neglect it. All right? So he's already said to us, he's given us two things. He said, Listen to me and hear me. Listen to me, hear my instruction. Listen to me, hear my instruction. Those are two different words, listen and hear. The Bible uses a number of different words to talk about, to instruct us about how to listen to God. All right, it uses a number. It'll say, listen to me. It'll say, hear what he has to say. It'll And we'll see this later. It'll say, incline your ear toward him. It'll it'll say and in your more modern translations, incline your ear will just be pay attention or something. Those are all different terms that speak of hearing. What they have in common is every one of them, they're all active. They aren't passive. They aren't just, oh, I accidentally oh I you know heard a bird go by. You know, it it isn't that. It's an active listening, it's paying attention and it is listening with the intent to obey. And Jesus echoed this. He always said, if you have ears to hear, in other words, if you have the capacity to hear, then hear. If you have ears to hear, then hear. And what that means is, if you have ears to hear, if you have the ability to hear, then listen. Okay? And that's what Jesus was saying. This is what the Bible says all the way through. Listen. Listen with the intent to apply what you hear to your life. Listen with the intent to obey, to do. And, and I like to think of it as apply. I'm taking a principle, just like we just talked about about the tithe. I'm looking at this principle. I know it's there for my good. I know God created life. I know God knows better than I do how life works. And I don't care what the world says. I don't care what my neighbor says. I don't care what my best friend says. If they're trying to say to me that I should live some other way than what Jesus said, then I don't have to be ugly about it, but I'm not listening to that. I'm not taking that on board. I can hear it, but not listen to it. And I'm going to take that principle, I'm going to apply it. So when I've come, before I ever hear God speak, my intention in sitting down to listen to the Lord, and that might very well be, usually is, when I sit down to get quiet before the Lord with my Bible, and I start to read it knowing it's the word of God. And I watch for certain things to suddenly snap on and bear witness with my heart. And it might be a verse I've never read. And it might be a verse I've read hundreds of times, dozens, hundreds of times. And maybe, maybe it has snapped on and spoken to me before. Maybe it hasn't. There was one this morning. I'll probably end up sharing it with you soon in in 2 Corinthians that I mean I've read that passage a bunch of times man all of a sudden this one verse just stood out to me and you could just I could just see the principles laid out in order there it's just it's it's just a great passage well that's what that's God speaking to you so you want to make a note of that you want to you want to highlight it in your Bible. The problem with that is you end up over years with your whole Bible highlighted. You know, there's even a meme out there. I think it was a Babylon Bee thing, out there about that Christian man has highlighted his whole Bible and now doesn't know what's important. You know, and it's, but but you know, you you want to highlight it in your heart. You want to write it down. You want to carry it with you. You want to think on it. God's speaking to you. Does that make sense to you? Okay, so so he gives us these two words: listen and hear. All right, and we'll talk about the difference between those two things. That in the Bible, they're, they're really close. In English, they're not as close, okay? So it says, here: instruction, be wise. Do not refuse or neglect it. Many times, several times, especially in the book of Proverbs, it tells us that neglecting the word bears the same fruit as rejecting the word. Okay, we think as long as we're not rejecting it, it's okay. But no, it won't bear fruit in your life if you neglect it. If you don't pay attention to it, if you don't value it and treasure it and ponder it in your heart, it's not going to bear the same fruit. still the word of God, but it won't bear the same fruit in your life. So he says, don't refuse it or neglect it. Blessed, happy, fortunate, to be envied is the man who listens to me. And he gives us a couple more terms. Watching daily at my gates. This is how we listen. Okay, We watch daily at his gates. And waiting at the posts of my doors, for whoever finds me and finds wisdom, okay, finds life and draws forth and obtains the favor from the lord that that last sentence gives us the reason that we're doing this, the reason that we're listening, the reason that we want to hear, the reason that we are waiting. We're waking God up in the morning, okay? We're waiting and we're watching at his doors, okay? We're waiting for him to step out, you know? We we are there with our little faces pressed against the glass, you know? Uh, waiting, for, waiting for that word to come. Why? Because whoever finds, and that word finds is an interesting word. It means to sort of come upon something unexpected. To be... Uh, surprised sort of by something or, or, um, I'm trying to think of a better word than surprised, but it's kind of that idea. All of a sudden you're coming upon and all of a sudden, oh, wow, you know, here, here's this. That's what that word finds means in the Hebrew. And so it says, we who find the wisdom of God, we find, we discover life and we draw forth and obtain favor from the Lord. Now, again, favors poured out because of what Jesus did for us in the new testament favors poured out but through finding the life in his word we step into the river of favor we find more favor in our life when we are living according to the word does that make sense to you okay it should the bible says it okay so so we know that in english there is a big difference between hearing and listening okay we can hear all kinds of sounds, and in fact, we can get so used to sounds that we don't hear them anymore. We, you know, where we live and where many of you live, where we live, it's silent at night. It's, you know, we can sing it silent night. Uh, it is silent at night. It's really quiet. I love it. So when we go maybe to visit our friends in Albuquerque, or we're staying in a motel someplace or something like that, I often have a hard time sleeping because I'm not used to any sound at night. We have a friend from Houston that when he comes here, he can't sleep because it's too quiet. And he has to put on his little iPhone, you know, white noise thing in order to sleep at night because it's too quiet. He can't sleep because it's too quiet. I cannot fathom it, but the guy lives in Houston. How smart is that? <laughs> so, so choices, we all have choices. Uh, he loves it. That's where he grew up. But, but anyway, so, you know, we... Our friend that we stay with when we're in Albuquerque, she doesn't hear any of that stuff. She doesn't hear the traffic. She doesn't hear the gunshots. No, there have never, never been gunshots. But she does live near the Air Force Base. There's airplanes, there's different stuff. She doesn't hear it. Her dog doesn't hear it. They all sleep through it, you know. So so we hear things and we can get used to hearing things. We can grow accustomed to it and, and not hear anymore. So there's that aspect. But we all know there's a difference between hearing something and listening to it. And again, the listening includes the intent to obey. So here, here's a few examples. For those of you, if you have children in the house or if you've ever had children in the house, many times, especially as teenagers, they hear, they just aren't listening. Okay, They, they have no intent to obey. They hear you, but they're not listening. If you have a dog, okay, sometimes, most of the time, ours is very good but sometimes especially as she's gotten older and more confident she's a very good dog she's a very obedient dog she wants to please you she just has that kind of heart nevertheless you know she's she's going on 13 now She knows what's going on. She knows what's expected. And she doesn't feel she needs us to tell us all the time. So there are some times when we're out somewhere, she's sniffing. She'll be finished in a minute and she will come. She's not trying to be bad. Just leave me alone. She'll hear us. But she she won't listen to us, and for a minute she will be there, and I'll get a little frustrated with her because it's like, come now, you know, obey now, and she's like, come on, I know the routine, I know where we're going, I know where the car is, we're fine, you know. So so we you get that. Then if you have a cat, they always hear and never listen. Okay, but I love them anyway. They're all, we love our cats. One of the endearing things about them and if you if you've had a husband okay <laughs> so it could say it for a wife but mostly it's a the husband say here but uh may not be listening okay so we so we all know that we all know that that goes on hearing basically describes the physical act of perceiving sound listening's both a physical act and an intentional attentive heart posture listening is an intentional attentive heart posture. We have to choose it. We have to decide we have it when we go to the Lord. I love this statement that the Lord gave me the other day. Biblical listening begins long before anything's heard. Biblical listening begins. Again, it's a heart posture. I set my heart. I sit down for time with the Lord. Again, I, I want to have this all the time, but when especially when I sit down for time with the Lord... I can set that posture before anything's heard. Okay? We need to do that every time. You need to do that when you come to church. We call it drawing on the anointing, right? We we listening begins long before anything is heard. And listening, and if you've had any type of relationship with anybody, whether it's friendship, marriage, employee, employer, whatever it might be, in all relationships, listening communicates honor. It always communicates honor. Okay, The goal of listening is to understand. And for for us as human beings in relationship, that needs to always be the goal of listening to one another because we may not agree. We probably, very likely won't agree right away. But we can show honor to that other person by listening to their heart. We show that we value them. It's the same thing with God. We listen because we value him we treasure him we know there's life in his word and besides he's god think about what a privilege it is that we get to listen to god that god isn't what a lot of people think he is and that he doesn't just sit in a distant place and and you know expect us to obey you know like a tyrant he's not like that at all he wants a relationship with us he made it available by his own he did it. He came. And his son came, gave his life for us, died on a cross for our sins so that if we just receive the work of his son, we can enter into a relationship and we can actually hear the God of the universe, the creator of all things, the eternal God, speak to our lives. That is a privilege that, and we should never get used to it. We should never get to where that's not important. But listening always communicates value it always communicates honor to the person you're listening to. And that's what you see in our relationships. So often it's when we're not listening, the other person very understandably feels not honored. You know? And it's a big problem. and it's, Many times it's the core problem in relationships. And if you can just get people to honor one another, to to realize this person is good at heart, and I'm going to listen to them. I'm going to honor them. I'm going to honor them. I'm going to honor God by honoring them. And I'm going to listen to what they say. Hopefully later we can come to some place of compromise and agreement. But that's not the first goal. That's not, I mean, with God, it's different. We're going to agree. <laughs> okay, he's God. But with one another, this is just an important principle. You know, we sit down and we plan to listen. We plan to honor one another. Listening always communicates Honor. Okay? And and one of the things, again, I don't know why I'm getting so far off on this today, but with one another, there's to listen means I'm willing to change. If if we're listening just to give a response and say, no, this is the way it is, that's not the kind of listening that's going to build a relationship. It's not the kind of listening that's going to do you any good. It's, it's no, I'm listening and I honor you. So that means I'm willing to really consider what you're saying, even though I feel this way and I feel real strongly this way. And then the other person, yeah, they're gonna listen too. And that's why we encourage this active listening thing where you repeat back. If you're having trouble in a relationship, you repeat back to, okay, here's what, is this what you're saying? I This is what I hear you saying when you say that. And oftentimes they'll say, oh no, that's not what I meant. That's not at all what I meant, or that's not quite what I meant, you know? And you go back and forth like that until why? Because the goal is understanding. Once we understand each other, if we love each other and we value each other, then we're going to make compromises. I came into this willing because I honor you. I value you. I value your opinion. I value who God is in you. I value, I'm not, I'm not just Mr. Got-it-all-together. I value your opinion. I ask my wife questions at times. You know, once a year, I, I ask her questions because I want to know, how does this come to you? What do you think the Lord's saying about this? And very often, she straightens me out. And it's not all the time we do this with each other because we value the gifts in one another. We value God in that other person. Does this make sense to you? I really didn't have anticipate spending this much time on this, but it's good stuff. It's it's it can it can save a relationship, it can build a relationship. So so the instruction we're getting here is to listen, to to value his word before he ever speaks it. We come to him valuing his word, and then our, our intent is we're going to be prepared in his presence to capture that word, to treasure that word, to protect that word, you know, to apply that word. We're coming with that, that, that's the attitude in listening to the Lord, man, I don't have time for that. You don't have time not to do that. Life is short and life doesn't work very well without God. So, this is this is the most important relationship in your life. The most important relationship in my life. It is where fruit is born. It is where if we want to we want to live in the will of God. This is the way it works. And yeah, it isn't instant. It isn't it isn't snap a picture and put it up you know online. It it is not the instant world we live in. That, oh boy. I want. I really want to get to the next passage. The instant world we live in is not working. The technical world we live in. We can use tech really well, okay? But that lifestyle, screens coming between me and you and us never looking at each other in the eye, that lifestyle of thinking that what I'm seeing on this screen is actual reality, okay? It doesn't, life God created life. It doesn't change. Tech changes and we can use it well and I'm thankful for it. I use it all the time. We can communicate real well with it but never confuse it with face-to-face. And a relationship with anybody takes time. A relationship with God takes time. And it, it just needs to come from the heart. Does this make sense to you? you? getting anything out of this? All right, next verse. We'll go over to Proverbs chapter 4. Look at some verses here. Proverbs 420. Again, for many of you, these are very familiar verses, but I really feel like we need to pick these apart uh, in this particular season. Uh, So in verse 20, Scripture comes to us and says, My son, attend to my words. All right, attend to my words. Consent and submit to my sayings let them not depart from your sight, keep them in the center of your heart. So let's just stop right there with those. Uh, Proverbs 4.20, my son, attend to my words, consent and submit to my saying. So first of all, uh, in English, when we say attend, okay, it means to be present. And that's a really great key for listening to the Lord. Be present. You can't, and this is, a I, I don't know for you, it, it's a fight for me almost all the time to keep my mind present when I'm having time with God. Keep my mind present because there are a whole bunch of important things in my life and God knows that. God knows that. He knows there are other things that you have to think about. He knows there are other things uh, that are important in your day. So I, in a practical sense, a lot of times what I do is if I have something, oh, I have got this appointment, I got this thing coming up. Oh, what am I going to do about that? I will take the time to just write some of those things down This may work for you. And I don't get way into them, but I just write them down in my brain. I trick my brain into thinking that, okay, you know that's coming up and you're going to take care of it. And my brain will let go of it. It'll give me some peace for a while. Okay, so, but we need to be present. And that's why we need to actually have a time. And we need to have a place where we can meet with God so we can be present. Attend means to be present. It means to pay close attention to something and it means to remain with something in order to care for it to remain with something and and it is used that way of a nurse or a caretaker they're attending to this person well it means it's not just real quick they're not just attending a concert they're not just you know they're not just in attendance they're attending to there's a there's an element of care in attending to God's words. There's, we are—we don't have to, you know, we're not a nurse. We're not, God's words aren't broken or sick. But at the same time, we are attending to him. We're remaining. Okay, Jesus called it abiding. Remain, abide in me, let my words abide in you. okay? So it says, and then in the Hebrew, very similar, it says to listen closely, to pay attention, or to give full attention to something. And again, the idea is always in order to obey and all, always in order to, um, to apply. So he says here, attend to my words, consent and submit to my sayings. I thought it was interesting that attend to my words, words and sayings, they are a little bit different. So we're being instructed here to pay that kind of attention to the individual words that God speaks, whether that's in your Bible you know, your Bible is Jesus in written form. It is the word of God. And and many times if a verse is standing out to me, I want to go through and I want to meditate on it and and pick it apart. And just, just even as I just revolve it in the mind and speak it aloud to myself, meditate on the word, chew on the word, chew on a verse, I want to highlight in my thinking the different words, because every word from God, contains the power to bring itself to pass, the Bible tells us. Every word from God contains wisdom from God. Every word from God releases grace into our life. So many times, you know, uh, the individual words are important. And and so he, he says, attend to my words. And then he says, consent and submit to my sayings. So sayings, that's more of my instructions. That's a paragraph. That's at least a phrase. It's, it's words joined together. And so, and he gives us this instruction, consent and submit to my sayings. This is where the King James Version and some of the other versions will say, incline your ear to my sayings. Incline your ear. That Hebrew term literally means stretch out toward Stretch out toward my sayings, okay, so if you think about and again, this was used uh, a, a term I like and, and we use a lot is lean in, right lean in, stretch out toward Hebrew is a picture language, and so it it draws pictures, it's stretch out toward and and it literally was used in that culture to speak of an animal pricking up its ears. You know, again, if you have a dog, you know how it is when they smell that treat, or even have so you just start Karen just goes into her pack, starts rattling around in the little plastic bag. It might be something else, but if when she hears the plastic, not Karen, the dog, hears the plastic bag, Karen would do it too. Uh she pricks up her ears toward that. She comes, she pays attention. It's that picture. So if you picture us sitting and talking, In the first case, I've made a choice that I'm going to listen to your words. I'm going to really listen. I'm going to pay attention to your words. The second case, I've gone beyond that. Now my posture goes in. I am looking you in the eye. And there's, in that place, there's a everything else fades away. Does that make sense? Everything else starts to fade away. Everything else, all those distractions, I'm not not listening to them because I'm leaning in. To value what God's going to say, and it, and he he tells us that consent and submit. This is an aggressive listening posture. This is this is again, it's something that we choose. I'm I'm saying nothing's going to distract me from this moment. Hearing God's word is more important to me than anything else. It's more important to me than anything else. There's more. There is life. Only in that word there is salvation. In that word there is the answer I need. In that word there is health and healing. In that word, and it's not anywhere else. And so I am. I am from my heart. I am demonst- I am leaning in. If that makes sense to you, okay? I'm choosing that posture. The word consent means to actively say yes, to give approval. Big deal these days in our society about consent. You need to say yes. All right? Somebody needs to have said yes. Okay? And and that's what we want to do with the Lord. Well, again, we come to hear God. We come to the Word with consent in our hearts. I'm going to say yes to what He says. When I know it's God speaking, I'm going to say yes. Yes, I'm going to consent and I'm going to submit. And submit is not a dirty word. It means to voluntarily make yourself subject to an authority. It means to voluntarily surrender to authority. Okay? This idea that we can just go through life, we can call Jesus Lord, but just do our own thing, it's just a lie. It's just not true. The kingdom doesn't work that way, it is a kingdom. It is not a democracy. And when God brings you his word, he's doing it to deliver life and health and peace and his will into your life. He's bringing it to deliver the very best that he has. And for us to stand up and say, well, I'm going to vote on that and I'm going to have all my friends vote on that. You know, no, we come with a heart intending to submit. I will yield. When I know it's God speaking, I will yield. I might blow it in my attempts to yield, up the road, but I'm going to, when that happens, I'm going to repent. I'm going to come back because my intent is to walk in the word that he gives me. Does that that make sense to you? Okay. And it's voluntary. Sometimes I hear people, the way that they pray or the way that, what they ask for, they want God to make them do something. He just doesn't. He doesn't force his will on you. Jesus didn't force his will on people. He offers life. And we need to receive it. And we need to submit to it and to yield to it. And, and so it's recognizing his authority. It's recognizing, it's putting, you know, we always use this phrase um, to have his word be first place and final authority, right? First place, final authority. What does that mean? Karen said it this morning. His word is first place. So that means when I don't understand something, I don't know what to do. I, you know, I have some something, you know, that I need in my life. It's the first place I go. Okay, instead of, and I, I'm not, you know, I, we've all been here. I'm just saying. Sometimes it's like, well, I already talked to all my friends. I already put the question up on Facebook to see what everybody else thinks about it. It amazes me sometimes the questions people ask on Facebook, not even spiritual questions, not even questions about life, just like, I mean, at least use Google. I mean, you know, anyway, let's not go there. (laughs) Let's not go there. Um, But, you know, it's like, no, I'm not going to talk to all my friends and get their opinions first. I, I'm not going to, you know, oh, I've, already, I've already watched The View to see what they thought. I've already watched Dr. Phil. Is Dr. Phil still around? I have no idea. I never watched him. Anyway, I've already, I've already gone to all these worldly sources. Well, maybe I should pray about it. You know, it's not that. It's the idea that, no, I need to hear your word. And I may confer. I'm not saying I won't confer with other people, but they're going to be people that I know have the same attitude. And what they're going to give me when I ask a question of them is they're going to either say, well, here's what the Lord showed me, or here's what the word says about that. Or they're going to say, you know what? I don't know, but let me pray about it. And if the Lord shows me something, I'll bring it back. Whatever they're going to give me is going to be from God. Those are the people I will open my heart to and say, you know what do you what do you think i i don't know how to handle this situation okay but i'm still i'm looking for god's word in that i'm looking for the lord to speak to you. so i'm not saying separate yourself from everybody and never talk to another person i'm not saying that i'm just saying there are about 10,000 voices a day from the world these days that want to give you their ideas and their principles, and you are under no obligation to take those in. You are not under no obligation to show yourself to be. Oh, I'm you know I'm so uh, receptive to everything. I'm so well. That's that's just a dumb way to live. You know what? You're going to get everybody else's thoughts that are not God's thoughts, and it is not a good way to live. God will place people in your life that can speak his wisdom into your life. He's given you a Bible. We have about 900 translations of the Bible available to us. We have podcasts. We have YouTube videos. we We have so much available to us, maybe too much available to us. But the idea is I'm gonna put him first, okay? First place and final authority. That means once I hear from him, I'm not going to argue with him. I'm not going to debate. I'm not going to then check with all my friends to see if they think that's the right way to go about it. If I've heard from God, and it is important to be honest about that. Sometimes we haven't heard from God. We want to say we've heard from God. Uh, But if you've heard from God, that's final authority. That's it. We're done. That's what we're going to do. I may not at that point know how to do it, and again, I may fail trying to do it a few times, but the Lord will be right He's right there with His Word. And and so that's okay. I'll just keep repenting and and apply it again. But I'm I'm not gonna argue. I'm not gonna check 15 different sources. Okay. Once I know I've heard from God, once that bears witness with the Holy Spirit in me, and the Holy Spirit lives in every one of you that have made Jesus Lord of your life, you will bear witness that, yep. That's the word. When you know that. And it's not always easy because people will argue with you, the system will argue with you. Some of you have to figure out how to apply that in very ungodly systems, and that's that's not easy. I'm not saying this is just oh boy, there it is. I'm saying it's a hard attitude you choose. This is part of listening. If we're going to say we're listening to God, and and a lot of times we'll say, you know, well I've really prayed about this. Well, did you ever? But did you listen? Did you stop before you asked? Did you listen? Did you listen? Did you wait to see? Because sometimes there's a, you know, there can be different. There's a lot in this Bible. And in different situations, there can be a different piece of wisdom. Wisdom is practical application of truth. Truth is truth. Wisdom is how to apply it. Okay? So in different situations, the Lord might show you okay, in this situation, apply the truth this way. In this situation, apply the truth this way. Okay, we need that. We need, we're supposed to be listening for wisdom here. And, and so he can show us that and we can apply it in a specific way and in the right season to the different things that go on in our life. So this is walking through life, listening to the Lord. It's walking through life, listening to him. So let me just make this final statement to you. We'll be done for today. So here's my decision when I open my Bible okay i'm not coming just to make myself feel better or to have my own feelings and my own preferences, my own viewpoint confirmed i'm not I'm not saying I've never done that I'm saying this is my choice okay that's not why I'm coming to the scripture It's not why i'm coming to the Lord it's not why I'm spending time praying in other tongues over this situation so that the wisdom of God will Bubble up from within me. It's not why I'm doing it. I'm, I'm coming, and I'm not coming to fulfill a religious obligation. I'm not coming to sit down in the morning to give a certain amount of time to God so that he'll be okay with me. He's already okay with me because of what Jesus did. All right? I'm coming for instruction. I'm coming for wisdom. Wisdom. On how to do life. I'm coming for those words that are full of life. They're full of health and healing. They're full of wisdoms. from From the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who I have made my Lord. Does that make sense to you? I'm coming to hear from him and I'm coming with the full intent of applying what I hear because I believe and I believe this with all my heart, that the word of God contains life. That the word of God applied to life makes life on a fallen planet, a messed up planet, it makes life work a thousand times better than if I didn't walk in his word. If I just did it, heaven forbid, by my own, (laughs) that would be bad. I did that for a long time. I already did that. Been there, done that. Lived by my own thoughts, My own way I thought it worked. What I thought, well, that didn't work so well. Applying what he says, hearing what he says, applying what he says works much, much better. Okay, let's stand up and pray this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, I I believe again, with all my heart, I believe, Lord, this is a season that you have for this body, that you have for the people in this room today, the others who are traveling or, you know, wherever they are today, Lord, that belong to this body, those that are part of online family that watch us regularly, Lord, and even those who will just find this out there on YouTube later, Lord, I I, I believe, Lord, this is a season where you are encouraging us to listen and to regain some ground there in listening. And so I appreciate, Lord, we thank you for speaking to us this morning. We thank you that your word is full of life, Lord. And and Father, we right now give the full intention, Lord, of spending time in these verses and spending time in what you are saying to us as individuals. And I believe in all of that, God, as you always do, you equip us to go out into this world and be the church, to go out into this world, be lights in dark places, to bring salvation, to uh, to bring healing, to bring life, to bring breakthrough for people. Lord, we carry it because it's who you are. And so, Lord, we ask you, Holy Spirit, I just ask you to incubate the words we've spoken this morning in all of our hearts. Just incubate, incubate, incubate. So that they will, the roots will go deep, displace anything that doesn't belong there. Change our thinking. God, we need you to renew our minds. Just change our thinking. Lord, and produce fruit through our life to your glory. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, we're going to be dismissed, and if you need prayer for anything, I would be more than happy to pray for you this morning, so just come up after service if you need prayer. And uh, obviously, as always, there are great great goodies out there for everybody, and the reason for that is so we will connect together and have fellowship with one another, and then I hope to see you back here at 6 o'clock tonight. It's going to be good, so hope you don't miss it, all right? One, two, three. Jesus is Lord over the Gunnison Basin and the world. Go out there and be the church. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Rocky Mountain Christian Ministries in Gunnison, Colorado. We hope you will visit us at rmcmchurch.org, like our Facebook page, or subscribe to our messages on YouTube.